the last show, you heard me speak about the process of how a person can stop counting calories and learn to move toward using their body signals and emotions to guide their food intake. Well, I spoke about the first phase anyway, which is actually to keep right on counting calories or following whatever food rules a person has gotten accustomed to, but to add in some more deliberate awareness of what the sensations of hunger, satisfaction, and emotions are contributing to the picture. Today, I'll talk about what happens next. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. Trying to stop counting calories cold turkey and just go right to using your body signals is a complete 180 degree turn. It can be done, and I see plenty of people just plain stop the diet hobby, move on, and feel really great about it. But some people have a hunch that it won't be so seamless for them. They expect that they might eat uncontrollably, gain a bunch of weight, and wind up feeling really badly about themselves and with a closet of clothes they can't fit into. And too often, feeling badly about themselves leads back to dieting, and the person has only confirmed their belief, well, if I'm not policing every bite, I will drastically exceed my body's need for food. I guess I have to go back to counting calories. But that's not the only way the story can go. If you took my advice in the last show, then you've gotten started with trying to feel in your body when you're hungry. Or you might have started with the second option, trying to feel when you're satisfied. Or maybe you started with number three, and you've been practicing tuning into your emotions. All three of these areas, perfectly good places to begin, and all three of them are actually important to have a thorough interoceptive awareness. When you start paying attention, you'll probably feel a lot of maybes. Maybe I'm hungry. I could be satisfied maybe I am, but maybe not. I feel something, but I'm not sure what that is. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe I'm sad. It's hard to tell. This frustrating stretch of maybes is not a problem. It's actually a good sign. It's a stage of learning and curiosity. Just keep exploring. There's nothing wrong with the answer being maybe. As you keep going, it doesn't become crystal clear in a moment, like an OxyClean commercial where the murky water suddenly goes poof and is perfectly clear. But eventually, at some moment, you're going to get one definitely. You might be stuck somewhere and your usual mealtime gets delayed and you notice, whoa, I'm definitely hungry. I feel it. I'm not doubting it at all. This is hunger. I know what I'm feeling. Or maybe you eat a large meal when you're out for dinner. Or you tack dessert on and you notice, okay, I am definitely satisfied. Sometimes there have been maybes, but right now, this is a definitely satisfied. It can be clear even if you've gone past satisfied, it's still fine. It's a sure thing, not a maybe. That's a great landmark. On the emotional front, someone maybe is nasty to you and that flare of feelings that arises leaves no doubt in your mind. You think, ugh, I'm angry. Or something makes you smile and you think, okay, this is happy. Give yourself a high five when you notice some definitelys instead of always having maybes. This burgeoning sensitivity is going to help you in innumerable ways. So when you have this moment with a clear signal and you've given yourself that high five, what I want you to do is notice how this aligns or doesn't with your calorie counting or other food system. 
Typically, people who are calorie counting are making in-the-moment food decisions based on what they want to eat, how many calories the object has, and how much they've already eaten for the day. That typically leads to a dyssynchrony, where you may find you're hungry, but you're choosing not to eat, or you're not hungry, but you're choosing to eat anyway. Similarly, look for mismatches between your food rules and your physical satisfaction. The most common mismatch occurs when a person stops eating because the calorie total impels them to, but they're not actually satisfied yet. Or you might notice times you actually are satisfied, but you go get something else to eat because you still have calories left in your budget. So here is the challenge. See if you can shift your eating behaviors to better align with your body signals. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to eat more per day. Most commonly, it leads to redistributing the way you eat into fewer, more satisfying meals, not so many tiny snacks. Many people who feel cranky, hungry, and deprived trying to hit their calorie goal are shocked to realize if they simply divided that total into three meals, those meals would be pretty generously sized, very satisfying. Again, as with everything I talk about on this podcast, take small steps. You can't go too slowly. Try letting yourself eat until you feel a bit more satisfied at meals. You might realize everything in your food life gets easier, as in the craving for snacks just drops away. If you notice you're reaching for food because you always eat a granola bar at 4 p.m., but you're realizing there's no hunger involved, see if you can trade it for a different behavior at that time of day, or just wait until your body, and not just your mind, is signaling for food. Give yourself all the time you need to work at this stage of trying to align your eating behaviors with your hunger and satiety signals. So in the first phase, we've built up awareness of body signals and emotional state. In the second phase, we've tried to match our existing food rules to our body signals and emotional state. Phase three is facing the inevitable, the times when your body signals are incompatible with your existing food rules. For example, if you've eaten all of the calories that you allotted yourself for a meal or that day, but your stomach is clearly hungry, what are you going to do? You're getting two opposite messages, one saying eat and one saying whatever you got to do, girl, just don't eat. Here's where bravery plays a big role, because I'm going to encourage you to go with your body signals and not with the calorie total. To be absolutely clear, I'm saying eat if you are hungry even if you are, quote, out of calories. And if you're not satisfied at the end of a meal, maybe take a moment to wait and see if satisfaction develops. But if it doesn't, get more food. If you're breathing into a paper bag right now at the very thought of doing that, it's okay. I do realize the emotional implications of this suggestion. It can be earth-shattering. It's big, it's bold, it's scary. It takes trust in your body that you might not be comfortable extending right now. And that's okay. Even thinking about it is a first step. I'd like to share some thoughts which may help you feel a bit more safe taking that new step of trusting your body just a touch more. Your body's not giving you BS. Nothing awful will happen if you follow its lead. First, if you're squeamish about eating some more food, just slow down. Literally, don't eat too quickly. Take your time, chew your food well, 
Give your body several minutes to adjust to what you're eating. If you ate the initial portion of your meal in a few minutes, it might end up being enough already, but you need a moment to breathe and chill out and let your body account for all the food that it's eaten. If you get some more to eat, again, take your time. You will get satisfied. You're not going to overeat if you go slowly and keep paying attention to your body signals. The thing you don't want to do is panic, get super hasty, eat a large amount of food like, I'm going to get this hunger monkey off my back. Oh, shoot. Now I'm uncomfortably stuffed. So go slowly. If you're going to add a little bit more food, relax, stay calm, take your time. Second, you might be able to extend a little trust in your body, even if you aren't comfortable extending a lot of trust. Maybe you just aren't comfortable eating a significant amount more than your planned calorie limit, but you can embrace the flexibility to eat a couple of extra bites or a small something. Trust naturally takes time to build. So if you only trust your body a little tiny bit, then just begin there. The beautiful thing, you're gonna see as days pass that the trust you put into your body doesn't let you down. It's not going to ask you for an excessive amount of food nor will it let you starve to death without giving you a strong sense of hunger first. Third, remember that your needs are going to vary from day to day and that it's normal to have some days with a higher food intake and some days with a lower food intake. Your body is continually doing the math, adjusting your appetite to stay in line with how active you are, accounting for changes in metabolic rate that occur with temperature changes, fighting off infections, and peaks and valleys in hormone levels. Let your body do the math. If you eat extra at one meal or for a period of time and you do go into an energy surplus, your hunger is going to dial back to accommodate for that. If you feel extra hungry one day, it could be because your meals over the previous day or days weren't enough to meet your energy needs. In the long run, your appetite signals are highly accurate. And fourth, Consider what really makes people gain weight if that is what your main fear is. Is it because people ate when they were hungry and stopped when they're full? No. People gain weight when they eat when they aren't hungry and don't stop once they are full. People gain weight practicing exactly what calorie counting teaches you to do. Calorie counting trains you to gain weight because it conditions you. Ignore your natural appetite signals, don't pay attention to whether you're hungry or not. Don't pay attention to whether you're full or not. That is why it's problematic in the long run. Lastly, if you're able to begin trusting yourself enough to eat one bite past that calorie level because you're willing to trust your body's signal, I want you to give yourself a big hug and high five. Seriously, I hope you marvel at yourself because it's beautiful to extend trust to your body. Even if you've had a long past of disrespecting your precious body, what a wonderful realization that you can change all of that now and finally be on the same team. I mean, really, you guys have the same goals. Your mind and your body all want you to be healthy, happy, and enjoying life to the max. So I've laid out some big steps for you to consider and try. This isn't the sort of thing that you're going to be like, yep, nailed it three days later, ready for something new. This is going to take some time. And I'm here for you if you have questions. Remember, you can always email me, georgiefear at gmail.com. I also want to mention, if you take medication which kills your appetite, such as some common ADHD medications, 
or if you're a training athlete or you're pregnant. These are certainly times it may be helpful to learn to eat actually in the absence of hunger. So consult a registered dietitian for personalized help if you think you need it. That's why we're here. So go forth, push your boundaries and extend trust to yourself in whatever steps feel manageable to you. I'm rooting for you all the way. See you next time.